0: Chatting with Chemeketa, the show where we talk about everything related to college. Whether you're someone considering coming to Chemeketa, a current student, an alum, member of the community, or part of our local business and industry, we've got you covered. I'm Jessica Howard, Chemeketa's president.
1: And I'm Les Wilgus. I don't know about you, but when I think of healthcare professions, what comes to mind are doctors and nurses. But there are so many other jobs in healthcare, and as I've learned on this show, Chemecra offers training in a lot of them.
0: Exactly, Les. And one of the programs we're going to spotlight today is one that most people don't know about. But we're going to pull back the curtain today and shine the spotlight directly on it. And to help us do that is our first guest, Robert Vasquez of our Anesthesiology Technology
1: Program. Welcome, Robert.
2: Thank you. Jessica and Les for the opportunity to showcase our program here.
1: Uh, Robert, before we get into the meat and potatoes, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your background and how you came to Chemeketa? And I could ask one more question. Do I start counting down from 100 now or no?
2: 100 from? Yeah. till <laughs> so I fall asleep so you five got oh! seconds? <laughs> oh, no. I, I thought people would get this. I didn't you know what you were sorry. talking about. <laughs> I'm
0: feeling a little drowsy all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> and it,
1: and it's not from my joke. Oh. All right.
2: Anyway, please go ahead. All right. Well, I'm glad this is a three-hour segment because it's going to be <laughs> long. <laughs> but, um, well, it all started about um, 2019. <laughs> I, I was, uh, we, our hospital was actually chosen as the first clinical site for the um, anesthesia tech students um, for the program here. And um, I was really excited because we got to help you know, train the future of anesthesia technology. These students um, came in willing to learn. You could tell that they got a great experience at Chemeketa. And while I was teaching them in some of the roles that I played there, they were suggesting to me that I there's an open position at Chemeketa. Why don't you try it out? And, you know, at first I was kind of, you know, I really love what I'm doing here. But then after I started teaching them a little more, guiding them a little more, I found out that, you know, this is kind of something I really want to do. And there were other professionals, too, that were telling me, you know, this is something you probably might want to get into. So um, I got I, I did apply. I I got the position um, after my first cohort. Um, I never looked back. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I mean, I fell in love with anesthesia technology. But after that first cohort, watching the students learn, seeing them kind of pick up things and just get it, I, I was sold. Yeah. I never looked back again.
1: Sold on teaching.
2: Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. it really really was. You know, but, but,
1: but before you go further, you said, like, when, where did you come from? Uh, you said you came from a hospital. a hospital. Which one?
2: Salem Health. Okay. Here, yeah. So were Here you
0: an anesthesiology technologist?
2: Yes, I was a certified okay. anesthesia technologist. So
0: there. you went from being in the field to being our faculty member.
2: Yeah, I, I was there the um, doing that for over 20 years. No kidding. So, yeah, lots of experience oh. from OB to um, general surgeries, neuro, cardiovascular, wow. right. um, donors. I mean, there, there, was, there was a lot of stuff that um, I was exposed to there. And I thought, you know, now would be a good time for me to transition into an education role because there's back when this program started, trained professionals were rare. I no was kidding. part of the hiring process, hmm. and some of the candidates we would get were surprising. And um, so, so when there, I saw an opportunity here, hmm. you know, I was like, you know what, let's, let's see if we can help shape this a little better. So the team had contacted me here at Shemeketa, and I, I had applied, and here I am.
0: So when did we start the program?
2: In 2019, I believe. An excellent year. Well, I started the week. Yeah. That's the the year that you started. Oh, was
0: it? It it does happen to be the year that I started. (laughs) But it's also, of course, the year, the academic year that we saw COVID. So I'm sure that uh, threw an interesting wrench in
2: the works. So I got hired one week (gasps) before COVID (laughs) hit the school. I came in, you know, Maybe I'm told, you oh, you're going to <laughs> <laughs> love the classroom. You're going to love the classroom. You're going to, you know, this whole experience, <laughs> yeah. you know, oh, it's going to be so great. You know, and then I come in here and I'm, we're shutting down the school, right. um, you know. Yeah. But, you know, when they allowed students back in as um, pretty quick, small program, with yeah. the small programs that they allowed back in, we were one of them. Um, we had to be in yellow jumpsuits and all that to keep contact and masks and everything. But, um the students still, you know, flourished. And even through all that hardship, I still fell in love with it. It was just, as like, this is where I need to be.
0: Well, honestly, and during, you know, essentially a medical crisis, which is what COVID was, to be involved in health care and in training more professionals for an incredibly critical industry, that must, that must have, in, in a, as, as frustrating as it was, I would think it would have been um, validating as well.
2: Yeah, no, it, it really was. And and then having the students appreciate that we were still um, in lab while a lot of the school was, was still closed. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was and there's some there was a lot of other people that were kind of tied into making that decision for us. And I really appreciate it because I don't know how we would have been able to do that with mm-hmm. because in our in our program, a lot of it is hands on. And in the lab, uh, most of it is. Oh, yeah. um, and, and not having that aspect of it would have been really tough.
0: Now, when you say in the lab, I have kind of this general sense of what a lab is with, like, beakers. And you, you remember that Muppet, the guy with the <laughs> red hair?
1: Um, yeah, Beaker. He? Beaker. Yeah, was Beaker. Yeah. Beaker yeah. I think about then, Beaker. That's the only Muppet I know. Is that the I only think. Muppet? Maybe two Cookie more.
0: Monster?
2: Okay, I know okay. that one well, that's, <laughs> <anyway>. <laughs> Anywho,
0: but, but when you say lab... Can you explain what that is?
2: Well, well, in, in our um, laboratory, we actually have anesthesia machines. We have anesthesia carts. We have operating room tables um, with mannequins on top of them so we can simulate patients. We also have overhead lights that kind of help um, spotlight what we're doing. Sure. Um, uh, really, it's just kind of an open area. And there's about five stations that we have there, um, Chemecular provides. Mm-hmm. It, is, mm-hmm. it is a great lab. We actually got accredited... Um, over a year ago and one of the things that they mentioned was how great our lab was
0: wow um, so we have separate know. accreditation for this program yes we yeah. do
2: yeah That's and that, that went off really really well wow. actually
0: so you don't actually you know how there are those stories of how nurses have to nursing students have to you know do ivs on each other and all that kind of stuff do you guys you have know, to put do each that other
2: sleep. we 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 do not poke I was each waiting. other see, I was see, for this that thing. i really to say it this is
0: a recruitment driver you do not have to poke <laughs> each other you do not
2: have to or, or get poked <laughs> <laughs> yeah but we do simulate go some Friday of that yeah. okay. but just not the actual introduction into the skin Gotcha. But um, yeah, no. We teach them how to to tie up IVs and and place them and and the proper um, sterile techniques for that. But so we, how? Just no poking.
0: How long is the program? Let's say okay. Let's say Les Wilgus is interested in becoming. <laughs> I'm
2: always doing something. You, you know, and <laughs> maybe
0: from driving
1: a truck to, you, you know,
0: you're doing something. And today it's anesthesiology technology. What's the length of the credential? Are there a number of credentials? How does There, it work?
2: there is there are some prerequisites, okay. um, which is probably going to cut less out. So Cut you out, less. <laughs> but there there are some biology mm-hmm. um prerequisites there's math uh there is a writing class and some other prerequisites mm-hmm. but you know they can go to our site and kind of sure. see some of those out um, well, i have those but the <laughs> but at the level required <laughs> but, well yeah. what level we talking about here let's <laughs> well um oh. but then at, when you get into the program the program is about a year and a half um, okay. we do about uh some, we do about four terms of um, in-class, in-lab learning, and then there's two terms of on-location learning.
0: You'd like, like in a hospital
2: setting? In a hospital setting, yes. We actually, after we've trained you up and taught you. Um, as much as we can, which is great about having a partner like Gary West, Gary E. West. Um, yes, 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 we have two Gary West We do. Okay. Um, but having a partner with him is the, the, the team that we make, the education and the, the skills that we provide to the students, it really does prepare them for those clinicals that they have to do at these hospitals.
0: So they do two full terms of essentially kind of like on-the-job on training. On-the-job
2: training, Yes.
1: Now, explain to me then, what's the difference between the anesthesiologist and then technician? It's a technologist, uh, technologist yes.
2: Technologist, yeah. How does that work? So, so the anesthesiologist, for those who don't know, that's the one who puts the patient to sleep in surgery. Okay. Um, what an anesthesia technologist does is assist them in getting that case ready, helping them during the case. Uh, when there's any issues with anesthesia machines, we teach students how to problem-solve anesthesia machines, Um, we teach students Mm -hmm. how to intubate because, you know, we help the anesthesiologist do that. Sometimes that's putting the tube Mm -hmm. into the patient's throat. Mm -hmm. Um, There are invasive lines that we teach students about um, placing them in necks and arms and stuff because anesthesiologists do that, and we need to be able to anticipate their needs. If there's a hiccup, we need to already be two steps ahead of that. Mm -hmm. Um, Would would you both be there for basically
1: any kind of...
2: um, procedure Uh, that's going to depend on the hospital okay you know um some hospitals will have the anesthesia tech in there for every intubation Mm -hmm. um there are certain machines that we run like there's there's a a machine that we use that can recycle the patient's blood and give it back to them it'll draw it off the surgical field anesthesia techs at some hospitals will run that
1: oh
2: um there's also balloon pumps that go into patients uh, aorta next to their heart some hospitals have Mm -hmm. anesthesia techs control that Some don't, Mm -hmm. but in our program, we teach you all of those. So no matter what hospital you go to, you're prepared.
0: Because the program's accredited and because there's um, a certification test, correct? Right. Does that allow you then to work all over the state, farther than that?
2: Well, so, so with the certification, when you graduate from our program, you will be able to sit for the national certification exam. Got it. That exam allows you to work anywhere in the United States. You don't have to go to, to Maryland and, and get recertified or anything like that. It's, it's actually really convenient. And actually using that, a lot of our students um, with the right experience will go into traveling, mm-hmm. where you can go and work in Florida for six months as an anesthesia tech, then get a contract in California, then get a contract in Wisconsin, and just travel the U.S., mm-hmm. Um, it's actually, it's a great deal, you know.
0: So does that certification test come after you get the degree, or how does that work?
2: After you get the degree. And um, the
0: degree is the AAS, right? Yes. The Associate of Applied Science. Right,
2: right. And okay. and once, once that's completed, um, we, we send off that information to ASAT, um, ASATT. It's our kind of governing body. They run the, the testing centers. You get an appointment with them. You sit for the exam. You know, you pass because you're a Shemekina student. Um, of course, and, actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, and, and you know, we have mock tests that we, we do for you before you guys go out there. And, and it, it kind of gets mm-hmm. a student prepared for that.
0: Mm-hmm. Sounds like an incredible career,
2: actually it it well it kept my my it kept me busy for 20 years i mean I, I i did i loved it i mean you get there's traumas you know there's there's all these surgeries you get to deal with doc you get to work with doctors mm-hmm. nurses other mm-hmm. healthcare professionals mm-hmm. um perfusionists um pas i mean it's it, it was really great it took a lot to to tear me away from mm-hmm. from that and uh yeah this is this is something i could see myself doing for a long time because just the satisfaction of seeing i go out to these hospitals now to these clinical sites and there are old my old ex students that are working mm-hmm. there full time. I mean, they're they're students that that when we when they're doing their clinicals out there, you know, there are hospitals that are asking them to apply for a job that you know they're not even finished with school. That's like, well, you will you come and apply when you're done. Yeah. Well, you, you know, it's like, you know, it's great to have them here. Yeah, that's nice. The yeah. positive feedback that we get from these hospitals about how these students are being trained and what they're coming to the hospitals with the knowledge, and, and you know, and that and I want to make sure that it's understood that that's not just me. It's also my my partner my partner um and co-instructor Gary E West mm-hmm. um he he brings so much knowledge i mean he goes around the the nation and and he'll do lectures wow. um for our our governing body i mean he's 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 really active in in our profession also
0: it sounds like this is i mean this is something that is um probably when when students think about going into health professions they think about nursing Right. Probably that comes to mind immediately and possibly some other what I would kind of call top of mind um, avenues like medical assisting or or being a doctor or something like that. This is one of those that is a little more niche, but sounds um, incredibly um, needed and very um, with a lot of responsibility and a lot of opportunity to impact your community positively. I'm I'm excited and I'm really glad you've been able to talk about it a bit more today because It makes it more real and more understandable. If you want more information on the profession, can people go to that ASATT site?
2: Yep. They can definitely go there for more information on the profession. Um, Or they can also reach out to me at robert.vasquez at at jameka.edu.
0: And they can go to our health science website, and that also also shows the application process.
2: We have great people working in in our health sciences department, so they'll be able to guide them wherever they need to go.
0: That is awesome. Well, thank you so, so much uh, for coming on the show and talking to us today about anesthesiology technology. And for all of you listeners, if you have any questions about what we've just covered or comments about today's show, please write to us at chatter at chemeketa.edu and we'll answer your questions through email or on an upcoming show. So again, thank you Robert for taking time out of your busy schedule to <laughs> chat with us today.
2: Thank you, Jessica and Les for giving me the opportunity. I appreciate it. It's time to take a short
1: break. We'll be back with another cool education pathway concerning helping others stay tuned. Are you ready for a
0: fast growing entry level job in the medical field? A medical assisting certificate from Chemeketa Community College will help you get started. Medical assistants provide a wide range of services, interacting with patients and assisting healthcare professionals. The application deadline has been extended, so apply today at go.chemeketa.edu/medassistant. Welcome back to Chatting with Chemeketa. Les, I have a question for you.
1: Okay.
0: Do you know how many career and technical education degree and certificate options we have at Chemeketa?
1: Let me guess. Uh, I'm going to say 240.
0: Oh, Les. (laughs) <laughs> we have more than ninety, which is a lot, and I'm okay, so excited. two forty is more than
1: ninety. You, so, know, so, you know, less math, see math. Same. Okay,
0: you can count. That's
1: that's, <laughs> a, that's a that's a big big thing. Ninety is a lot. It,
0: it is a ton. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm and I'm really excited to introduce our next guest, who has some great information about our behavioral health and human performance degrees and certificates. Welcome to the show, Shauna Steele. Thanks, Jessica and Les, for
3: having me.
1: Hey, Shauna, it's uh, great to meet you. Behavioral health and human performance sounds really interesting and I'd love to learn more uh, some details about them
3: Yeah, so starting with the human services program um, they are in their 50th year here at Chemeketa, which is amazing um, We currently have three degrees and they are addiction studies direct support professional and social services um, we also have our um, addiction counselor certification prep certificate, and that is a cert- certificate that allows students to come in with like a bat- bachelor's or a master's in the behavioral health field wanting to get their um, certified alcohol and drug counselor certificate. And so, um, yeah, it that is just an amazing program. We have lots of opportunity, but also we are um, – on the move for some transition. Going into the Health and Human Performance Program, they are also in their 47th year here at Chemeketa, so right behind the Human Services Program. Um, they've been in Building 7 this whole time, um, So, but there's been lots of changes, as you can imagine, with that building. But they um, also have a two-year track. So they, um, for the program, it's an Associate of Arts um, an AAOT mm-hmm. and with an emphasis on health promotion and exercise science. And then, if students want to pursue um, additional education, they would go to one of our surrounding um, universities to so get So, that's,
0: that. that's a transfer degree, then? That
3: is a transfer degree. That is what we have for the health and human performance.
0: Yeah. Okay. But the, what you mentioned earlier, the um, alcohol and drug counseling. Certificate yes. that sometimes people can pick up even if they already have a bachelor's or a master's degree. Mm-hmm. Um, how long does that take? So that
3: is an additional of one year of education. So oh. yes, so yeah. that is just actually fall, winter, spring. So oh, it's okay. just additional practicum hours out in the field um, to get that experience so that they can sit for that exam.
1: Wow! And, and what do they? So um, taking that or getting that certificate. Gives them more qualification to just do what be counselors or, or specific type of counselors or how does what is yeah. that what's that good for I guess I'm asking
3: yeah so okay. substance abuse counselors so they run like group um, counseling sessions mm-hmm. um, for addiction treatment centers
1: okay
0: so my understanding of the internship component of that program is that we've got students who are actively in. In counties ranging all the way up to Portland and down to Eugene, that are actually placed in some of these, you know, addiction uh, type recovery centers, et cetera, and that's where they're getting their practic, the required practicum hours to get that certificate. Is that right?
3: Yes. So our pr- we have practicum sites that we've used and have had long term partnerships with, but really the practicum is student led. So we mm-hmm. kind of give the students. Um, the information, and they will find their own practicum site. Um, of course, that is with a little bit of a dire- direction, um, you know, for good placement and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But they, um, yeah, they do practicum starting their second year of the program. Mm-hmm. And by the time they're done with practicum, they have anywhere from 750 hours to 1,000 hours that they're doing out in the field.
0: So if um, if one is interested in this, are there any scholarships available <laughs>
3: yes so um last year um we received a three hundred thousand dollar scholarship um through oregon health authority wow nice yeah. yes and um it is specifically to fund the behavioral health pathway um, i know that we've given out probably half of that so far but we still have a lot of funds um this year for students to help them in their education.
0: So let's say Les is just graduating <laughs> from high school. Here I am again. Here you are again. He's graduating from high school and he's interested in social services, giving back, being a social worker, something like that, not really sure. Um, what would you recommend that he do here at and
1: let's Let's have two different scenarios here. Let's okay. say I'm coming out of like what you just said, then the other one is I already did Some kind of a, like you were saying, um, a degree in social services or whatever.
0: Sociology,
1: maybe. Okay. Yeah. And then, um, uh, yeah, the difference between those two, well, why would I be taking one versus the other, and what would I be taking differently? Yeah.
3: Yeah. So, coming in as a new student with no degree, wanting to go into social services, uh, that is kind of the same track, except you're going to have the whole two years in front of you. Um, The first year you will come and all of our classes in the beginning are all kind of fluid, but you can go full-time or part-time. And so faculty will kind of guide and map out your courses for you. Um, And then in the second year is when you're really going to designate that pathway um, whether that be social services or addiction studies, but, for example, social services. And then um, you will take your more core classes, including practicum. For the person coming in as an ACCP student... It's um,
0: ACCP? Uh, yeah.
3: It, it's an addiction um, counselor certification oh, okay. certificate. Okay. And so a student coming from that, they already have a degree, okay. whether in social work Um, or some kind of master's level in mental health Mm -hmm. and then they'll come in and they want to get this additional certification the certified alcohol and drug counselor so that they can do additional work at their agency or Mm -hmm. kind of be universal in the field that they're in. Is
1: it difficult to make the distinction between, let's just say mental health and someone who's addicted? You know, it's a fuzzy area.
3: Yeah, so behavioral health is really, really broad. And so it's just trying to figure out what avenues um, to go into. But like mental health services, that would be counseling or therapy. Um, And then the addiction studies is more like, um, you know, a substance use disorder. Um, more like, but we all know that um, you know there's co-occurring disorders that go together. Yeah, and so um, I feel like that's kind of why it's kind of like all fuzzy because there's a lot of integrated services all in one.
0: You know, when we think about, and I think this explains some of the transition from human services as a as a moniker to behavioral health. Um, I we know that we have. Um, increasing evidence of a mental health crisis in our country. Mm-hmm. We see it with youth, particularly coming out of the pandemic. Yes. Uh, we see uh, evidence of it in the symptom of the in the houseless population. Right. Yes. And um, and we know that there are overlapping uh, factors. Right. Uh, typically, it's not just one thing. It could be that someone's addicted. It could be that someone's coming from a, a home that's not healthy. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it could be a number of things. And so my sense is there's that there is a huge need for professionals to help in this regard on alongside maybe um, some of the public services and and public safety and all those things. Is that part of the um, reality behind the shift in the program?
3: Yes. Yes. That is, uh, a huge part of the shift. Um, So we are collapsing all three of our degrees, the addiction studies, social services, and the direct support into one degree. And that is a behavioral health of a associate of applied science degree. And so um, what that does is it just allows for flexibility. Um, But students, like I said before, in their second year, they are going to pick the track that they want to go into. So it's like an emphasis on mm-hmm. mental health services or an emphasis on addiction studies.
1: Has things, you know, as far as teaching, has it changed because of the, I mean, the severity of the drugs have gotten more intense. So does that change how, you know, you might want to teach how to learn about addiction? I don't know really what I'm trying to ask here, but, you know, something along those lines. I mean, is it, does it change? You said it's been around for how many years?
3: Fifty. This Fifty will be years. Fifty years. Okay, year, so yeah.
1: how would it have changed from this whole time?
3: Yeah, so um. we have three faculty that are experts out in the field, and I know that they stay up on their CEUs and all their education, and they really take that and integrate it. Um, they follow the trends that are happening out in the world and the crisis that we're seeing, and they bring that into the classroom. And then we all they also have um, – there's cr- the curriculum for, like, the certified alcohol and drug counselor. There are certain topics that have to be taught. Oh, okay. Um, and they get that information through MACBO. I know all these acronyms. <laughs> MACBO. Is that
1: kind of like McDonald's something? <laughs> I don't know. What? I don't Give me think a clue. so.
3: <laughs> no. <laughs>
1: I mean, neither do I, uh, yeah.
3: Basically, they are our... Um,
0: it's like professional association kind of thing?
3: Yes. Yeah. So they are the ones that oversee the credentialing. They are the credentialing body Oh, okay. Um, for qualified mental health associate, qualified mental health professional, certified alcohol and drug counselor. So oh. all those types of um, certifications out in the behavioral health field for like the mental health programs. And things like that, but they give us the curriculum. There are certain topics that we need to teach in order for students to go and sit for that certification.
1: If someone's in that field for a while, do they have to recertify um, every once in a while, or Ye- no?
3: Yes. Yes. So they stay certified, but they have to do these CEUs and educational trainings to keep up on their um, C- to keep their, their license. Uh, license or their certification up okay. to date and current.
0: See, so Shauna, I hear that some of our students in the programs that you're talking about have overcome addiction themselves and are now interested in helping others. So you must meet some amazing students in this field.
3: Yes, yes. So a lot of our students um, that come through the program have lived experiences. And so the diversity in our program is really wide. Um, But yeah, we and, and that's what's unique about our program is that these students that have these lived experiences can can bring something to the table. Like, you know, I've, I've been there, this is what I did, um, you know, mm-hmm. and, and help that person through that. So it's just a really special and unique program. Um, but, yeah, most of our students do come with lived experiences.
0: So that's a way that being in recovery and having that history yeah. can create a kind of special bond because... You know, but the folks on the on opposite sides of the table understand. What, I think how difficult it can be to come out of addiction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's amazing. So you know, I I can't emphasize enough how much um, how important this program is. Clearly, this sort of suite of programs has been around for uh, really for the duration of the college's life, uh, essentially
1: fifty years.
0: I know it. And or is it
1: forty-seven? It, 47? it yeah. depends
0: on which one you're talking uh, about. Okay. I well. think. <laughs> but, but a long time and that, that it has um, changed with the times. And certainly, I think the times need um, graduates from this program. So I, I just really appreciate you coming on the show, Shauna, and telling us about this. And I love the shift to behavioral health because I do think it kind of captures um, what it means to meet the moment. Um, so thank you so much for sharing this with our listeners.
3: Yeah, thank you for having me.
0: And for our listeners, if you want to know more about what you've just heard... Be sure to email us at chatter at edu. You can also send us comments about the show or suggestions for future topics. Again, that email address is chatter at edu.
1: And our time together has once again come to a close. But we'll be back again soon with new topics and information. So tune in next time, same chat time, same chat channel. For Chatting with Chemeketa, I'm Les Wilgus.
0: And I'm Jessica Howard. Bye. Bye.